0: You are tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of JM Sunday. How are you doing, everybody? Hope you all had a great Shabbos and a great week. We welcome you back to JM Sunday. I'm Mattis Weingast with you for the next two hours. We're going to have a great show this morning, as always. Coming up, especially in the second hour, we're going to have information on a concert coming up tonight in uh, in, uh, Livingston, New Jersey. And we are going to be speaking also with... uh, a, uh, a very special person to discuss the program tonight, honoring Mrs. Chaya Newman, who was the the principal of Berea High School for many, many years. We will be speaking to a family member, and we're going to have great Jewish music, of course, here on JM Sunday. Appreciate everybody listening this morning, everybody tuning in for around the world from around the world. If you want to send me an email, if you have any requests for songs, we'll try to get them on. If you have any Mazel Tov wishes or announcements that you want us to make, go ahead, send me an email, matis at com. M-A-T-T-E-S at Nachemsiegel.com. We'll get the information on as soon as possible. We're going to music now at 7.30. Rabbi Goldwasser, he's going to have a special edition of Morning Chizuk, uh, tailored, it's going to be on the topic of eating disorders, and uh, it is tailored today because Rabbi Goldwasser will be part of a panel of presenters today at uh, a program that we'll discuss later. Also, uh, that is taking place at the Shalamis School in New York all day today, sponsored by the OU and other organizations. And One of the topics is eating disorders and how to recognize them. Rabbi Goldwasser will be presenting that later today, so he's going to give us a special morning uh, chizuk on that topic Here is Yehuda Dim on JM Sunday. (laughs)
2: Do Wachamim, we are still Léola, but Zeretum is part. We are still Wachamim, we are still And I'll stick to you forever, and I'll stick to you the I'm going
3: to share the kingdom, the kingdom of the kingdom, and all the She had gone to Chameloke no, the loke of the o no, Leonamare. Godina, un had gone to Chameloke no, the
2: sab to dil ka baatein sab
1: Going back quite a few years, that was Modim Anachnu Nulach from Mozi Chitman from the Hasidic Song Festival, the 10th Hasidic Song Festival. Going back festival, going back many many years. Well, if it's a Sunday morning, if it's between 7 and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And if you're awake, then you're listening to JM Sunday. Thank you for joining us, everybody from around the world that's listening. It is quite foggy out here in the uh, New Jersey, New York metropolitan area. There is a blanket of fog which is uh, cutting the visibility down to about a quarter of a mile at best. You look outside, it looks like a... uh, a, it looks like a day that it's going to snow, but it's not going to snow today. It's actually going to be nice. It's going to be mild in the next couple of days. It's going to be be a bit warmer. Right now it's 45 degrees here uh, in the uh, in the area of the uh, remote studio, the nerve center for this morning of the Nahum Siegel Network. My name is Matthias Weingast. Thanks for joining me this morning. It's the second day in the month of December. 2012, 18th in the month of Kisle, 5773. For those following Dafyomi, it is the 60th page of the Dafyomi cycle for the uh, Tractate Masechta of Shabbat. Masechus Shabbos, page 60. We were in Passaic for Shabbos. Had a great time there. It was uh, really, really nice to spend time with, uh, with our very good friends, Barry and Elisheva Stein who had a baby girl this past week, and we wish a Mazel Tov to the Stein family on the birth of uh, Sarah Ayelet, and Mazel Tov to brother Isaac. It was nice to see uh, the people in Passaic that we saw uh, to get back there and uh, visit for Shabbos, and uh, our thanks to Ricky and uh, Alex and their family for the accommodations. And it was really, uh, really nice to see people and to spend time with our good friends and wishing them a tremendous mazel tov. So that was that was very enjoyable and uh, it is great to participate in Smakot, as uh, as it is said in the uh, in the proper way of saying it in Hebrew, or so I'm told. <laughs> I am not a very good Hebrew speaker, unfortunately, not yet. Well, Rabbi Goldwasser is coming up in a minute, and uh, he has a special program this morning uh, on uh, on Morning Physic because today the OU is presenting a program called Parenting Children in These Challenging Times. It's taking place in Brooklyn at the Shalama School in, uh, in New York, in Brooklyn, 1274 East 14th Street. Nachum spoke about this last week with the coordinator of the event. The event is in... Uh, in uh, uh, is partnered between the OU and a number of organizations including Kojo Mask the Jewish education project uh and uh, FEGS and Nefesh there is going to be a full day of workshops concurrent workshops and different sessions talking about the uh the topic of uh parenting children in these challenging times and one of the presenters later on in the day is our own Rabbi David Goldwasser. He will be speaking later today on the topic of signs and symptoms of potential eating disorders. It's a very important and timely topic. There are a lot of other topics uh, that are going to be discussed during the course of the day. If you can head over to there, uh, you certainly will uh, gain a a great perspective on parenting. It's open to the the, uh, general public. And uh, some of the other presenters include uh, include Aviva Bieberfeld, uh, Dr. Barry Holzer, Rabbi Nussan Westreich, Rabbi Simcha Farman. So it's going to be a, a very informative uh, and important day. And Rabbi Goldwasser, as I mentioned, is uh, presenting a, a special morning chizuk, uh, touching on this topic. And as always, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, L'zecheh nishmas, <laughs> Yosef Alevi, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with the Morning Chizok. Good morning.
0: We read in Breshis, And Paro said to Yosef, I dreamt a dream, but no one can interpret it. In my dream, I was standing on the bank of the river. Behold, out of the river there emerged seven cows, seven that were healthy and beautiful form, and they were grazing in the marshland. Suddenly, seven other cows emerged right after them, They were scrawny and very inferior. They were emaciated. The emaciated and the inferior cows ate up the first seven healthy cows. Our commentaries point out that Paro's dream happened in stages. First, the cows merely emerged. Afterwards, they came close to the healthy cows. Finally, they devoured them. I have applied this narrative to the world of eating disorders, anorexia bulimia no doubt they've been with us for some time in fact the Talmud makes mention of these eating disorders however years ago it remained in the background it was then only thought to happen in rare and unusual circumstances where a person inexplicably began to experience the symptoms of an eating disorder the lean cow was in the picture but not many noticed Then the sense of competition heightened in the world. Social and familial pressures began to mount. Things were not as easy going anymore as in the good old days. Orchestrated by the invasion of all forms of media into our no longer simple life, the lean cow stealthily sneaked its way into our community. In recent years, however, the pressures have doubled. Competition is now fierce, and the media has all but ravaged society. Eating disorders have reached epidemic proportions, cutting across all socioeconomic and religious backgrounds, appearing in children as young as six and seven years old. The previously concealed plague of eating disorders is silent no more. The lean cow has now become a force to reckon with as it begins to devour the healthy cows. Over the past years, I've been overwhelmed With the people who are challenged with an eating disorder who reach out for help an eating disorder is all-encompassing its components are physical mental and spiritual to be sure it's of utmost importance that a person seek out the proper professional guidance medical and otherwise to deal with this malady however it's equally important for one to have spiritual guidance in this area to be able to derive the inspiration and encouragement that the Torah freely offers. We learn in Perkiavos Avos, hafahba turn it over and go through it, for everything is in it. The answer to all of life's challenges are accessible to us. The body may feel the pain, but the soul is that which is hurting. I encourage anyone who might be touched by an eating disorder to reach out and to get help. There is hope for everyone. If I can be of any help personally, please don't hesitate to call upon me. May we live to see the day when eating disorders are eradicated from society. Like it says in Koheles, lech go and eat your bread with happiness. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
1: Thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser, for those wonderful words and uh, important words. If you want to contact Rabbi Goldwasser, let us know here at uh, JM Sunday or JM in the AM. Send me or Nachum an email. You can reach me at matis at nachumsiegel m a t t e s at nachumsiegel or nachum at uh, nachum at nachum dot com, and uh, we will put you in touch with Rabbi Goldwasser. Today's program, sponsored by the uh, OU today at Shlama School, is uh, on the uh, general topic of uh, parenting in these challenging times. And as mentioned before, Rabbi Goldwasser will be presenting later this afternoon a, uh, a session on uh, signs and symptoms of potential eating disorders. So thank you for uh, Rabbi Goldwasser's words this morning. Looking at the show so far... We opened up with Moda Ani by Regesh. After that, we heard from Yehuda Dim with uh, Vaavadata, Shuvah Yisrael from uh, Dudi Rosenberg, uh, Yonatan Razel with uh, Veirastich and Kilacha from uh, Yehuda. And as mentioned, wrapping up that song segment with Modima Ma from the Hasidic Song Festival. Uzi Chitman, going back many years, the tenth, the tenth Hasidic Song Festival. Try to find out when that was, but it's a long time ago. I remember those song festivals; they were a lot of fun, and uh, it's too bad they don't have them anymore. Coming up at eight o'clock, uh, we expect to have the uh, three p.m. news from Galitzal, Israel Army Radio. At some point uh, before the end of the show, I'll tell you about my conversation with Gorf and uh, the stunt show that he did last week, which will re-air on the stream uh, today at ten a.m. I'll tell you about the. Uh, my discussion with him and some interesting things. Coming up at 8.15, we're going to have a representative of the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy speaking about tonight's concert. And uh, at 8.30, we're going to be joined by Mrs. Shlomas Pikes, who is the Associate Principal of Berea High School for Girls and also the daughter of Mrs. Chaya Newman, Allah Shalom, who passed away recently and uh, who was the Principal of Berea High School for over 40 years tonight, there's going to be a uh, commemoration, a memorial, a celebration of her, her life and her work, taking place at Brewery High School. So we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about uh, her mother and the, and the Brewery High School. Going back to the music, here is uh, Zemmer Orchestra with Coloma. Thanks for joining me, Monte guest on JM Sunday.
4: she's marine is zakem usva yavi raiti kvar vkhota zot ureham bi ata alekatam katan patuah pe atsimu akol auch und 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 Life is not a problem, it is also a the small Disco, I I need to ask, I'm sick, 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 Take a Ale
2: Turn over, I will explode onto the scene.
1: Well, it's 8 o'clock in the morning here on a Sunday. J.M. Sunday is what we call this show. My name is Mattis Weingast. I'm here with you every Sunday morning between 7 and 9 a.m. Eastern Time here in the eastern part of the United States and around the world. J.M. and the M. dot O.R.G. com. We have listener lines now around the world. You can send me an email at uh, Matis at com. M-A-T-T-E-S, at NahumSiegel.com, and I'll get you the information on listener lines so that you can tell your friends or you yourself can listen through the telephone. We have a listener line in the West Coast, we have a listener line in the New York metropolitan area, we have a listener line in the United Kingdom, and a listener line in Israel. Now usually, speaking of Israel, usually at 8 o'clock in the morning we would present the Sal Israel Army Radio 3 p.m. news report, but instead today we are joined live from Israel by Chana Levy-Julian, who is a senior correspondent and an editor for the Israel National News English Division, to speak about the uh, happenings today in Israel. Good morning, Chana Levy-Julian, how are you, and welcome to JM Sunday. Good
5: morning, how are
1: you? Fine, thank you. So a lot has been happening in Israel, and we turn to you again, as we did a few weeks ago, to give us an update on... uh, particularly what the Knesset uh, what the uh, parliament not the parliament what the cabinet no, the <laughs> spoke about uh, today i understand there were some major decisions including a uh, continuing uh, building program and a withholding of uh, of funds so can you tell us about that
5: uh yeah D- things have been very um, things have been very busy here in israel and particularly in the israeli government we have uh, had a government that has been uh, faced with the necessity of having to decide whether or not they would upset the Palestinian Authority, and whether they would upset most of the rest of the world, or whether they would upset half a million Jews living in Judea, Samaria, and about half of Jerusalem. Not to mention uh, much of the rest of the country, and um, and frankly, the Jewish nation and Hashem, and they finally decided to go with with uh, the Jewish world and um, and made a decision to simply reject the United Nations approval of the Palestinian Authority. As a non-member observer state, what that status is is the uh, it's a de facto recognition of the Palestinian Authority as an independent sovereign entity, similar to a state. The only other entity in the United Nations that has that status is the Vatican. And in granting that status to the PA, in effect, they have de facto recognized the PA as a sovereign state. What that has done also is has circumvented the internationally mandated uh, negotiations that were required by the Oslo Accords which the PA and Israel both signed in the early
1: 1990s. Well, in reading about the uh, the actions taken to the United Nations, uh, one of the uh, commentators wrote that uh, the, the head of the Palestinian Authority was uh, frankly more interested uh, in his legacy rather than anything else, and that's one of the reasons he really did not care about world opinion from some major players in the world, including, thankfully, the United States and Canada and a few others, uh, and, uh, and, and not even from some of his own uh, po- key politicians in his cabinet uh, who were against that unilateral move. So uh, unlike his desire to promote his own legacy in Israel, the choice was between uh, supporting the overall world opinion from from others or the people in in their own country and thankfully israel did as you said the quote coming out of the resolution from the israeli cabinet is uh, that the jewish people have natural historical and legal rights to its homeland with its eternal capital jerusalem the state of israel as the state of the jewish people has rights and claims to areas that are under dispute in the land of Israel. The uh, cabinet voted to go ahead with approximately 3,000 units of uh, construction. Now, are these units that are brand new, or were some of these in the works that were held off during the 10 months of of non-construction that was done uh, in order to supposedly promote the uh, negotiations? Um,
5: Some of them were already in the works. Actually, quite a few of them were. Some of them are brand new. um, And the Netanyahu government has been diplomatic in in holding back on a number of them uh, in deference to requests by the United States and by the European Union, and in some cases by the Palestinian Authority, but since there's no need to do that anymore, since no one else seems to have been paying attention to any of our requests, they simply said, okay, guys, well, um, it's been a nice day <laughs> <laughs> and uh, time to move on. Uh, some of those uh, housing units are going to be built in the E1 area. The E1 area is a geographic location between Maale Adumim, which is a suburb of Jerusalem, and the city of Jerusalem itself. Some of them will be built in Judea, and some of them will be built in Samaria. I want to just um, read for you the statement that the Prime Minister made at the beginning of the Cabinet meeting, so you'll have the exact wording for it. It's brief, please but it, I please think please it's do. important for you to have it. Absolutely. The response to the attack on Zionism and the State of Israel must reinforce and underscore the implementation of the settlement plan in all areas in which the government decides regarding settlement. These are not my words. These are the words of the government of Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin, and this is the language of the cabinet's 1975 decision in the wake of the U.N. decision that equated Zionism with racism. Today we are building and we will continue to build in Jerusalem and in all areas that are on the map of the strategic interests of the State of Israel. The Palestinian Authority's one-sided step at the U.N. constitutes a gross violation of the agreements that have been signed with the State of Israel. Accordingly, The government of Israel rejects the U.N. General Assembly decision. Wow. That was the statement.
1: Wow. Amazing. And the other uh, other thing that came out of the cabinet meeting is that uh, Israel will withhold more than $100 million in taxes and other revenues that Israel collects on behalf of the Palestinian Authority. Now, of course, what's going to be out there in the next couple of days is that the uh, money could be used for the Palestinians. It's hurting them. And Israel simply withholding that. The fact is, Israel's not just keeping it, you know, for the for the heck of it, so to speak. But it actually will be used to draw down on the tremendous debt that the Palestinian Authority owes to Israel uh, for the electricity and uh, other entities in Israel that supply uh, different things to the Palestinian Authority. So uh, it's not that you are just withholding the money, you know, for no for no reason and with no purpose whatsoever. I know that your time is pressed, and uh, I appreciate your joining us this morning. We hope to hear from you again, Chana Levi-Julian, senior correspondent and an editor for the Israeli National News English Division. Thanks for joining us on JM Sunday.
5: Be great. Be well, and uh, let's hope that the next time we speak, we'll have the Beda Mikdash on the Temple Mount.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you again. (laughs) Have a great day. Bye-bye. It is uh, 8.09, 8.10 in the morning on the East Coast here at J.M. Sunday, Marta Swine guest with you. It is the uh, second day in the month of December, the 18th day in the month of Kislave. It's coming to the end of the calendar year, so it's a good time to remind all of you to get in your tax-deductible contributions to J.M. and the A.M. Uh, we were hit hard by Hurricane Sandy. Uh, WFMU's equipment was damaged tremendously. We're still trying to get things repaired, up and working 100%. We have to get new equipment. Costs are estimates of about $250,000. So far, the response has been tremendous. Please go to jmintheam.org, jmintheam.org, and uh, contribute. There is a pledge box right on top. Contribute what you can. It is tax deductible. It's a great way of giving some tzedakah and getting a tax contribution before the end of the year, the uh, calendar year, the tax year, which is coming up uh, very, very shortly. So please... Please do that today and join us in uh, helping to continue the great work that is being done on JM and the AM and uh, on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. The Nahum Siegel Network will be discussing a little bit later on the, uh, the programming for the rest of the day. We're going to go back to some music and coming up in a few minutes we'll be joined by a representative of the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy talking about Tonight's concert. Here is Yossi Bayless on JM Sunday. No, actually, sorry, <laughs> wrong one. Here is Six Thirteen with one mitzvah at a time on JM Sunday. <laughs>
6: At a time. One, mitzvah at a time.
1: one mitzvah at a time here on jm sunday 613 presented that it's 8 15 in the morning here on a jm sunday the second day in the month of december in the year uh, 2012 and uh we are about to be joined by a representative of JKHA, Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy. Tonight, the uh, Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy and the Atit Society is presenting an annual its annual gala concert at the uh, at the school. And Shai Gepso is the featured performer over there. We were uh, expecting that we might have Shai also on the air to join us, but his schedule precludes that this morning. We hope to have him on At another time, we are pleased to be joined by Erica Rosenfeld, who is a staff member at JKHA and a member of the committee coordinating tonight's event. Good morning, Erica. Welcome to JM Sunday.
7: Thank you. Good morning, Matos. Happy to be here.
1: Thank you. I I know it's a bit early in the morning, but uh, (laughs) we appreciate your joining us, and I want to take this opportunity, uh, before we discuss the concert, to uh, thank Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy, Uh, The principal there is Rabbi Eliezer Rubin. He's head of school. And uh, during our fundraising marathon at JM and the AM every March, we have the pleasure of welcoming uh, Kushner High School students to the radio station. They have been a tremendous help for many, many years in uh, answering phones and helping us during our fundraiser. And it gives the students an opportunity to come and see uh, Jewish music and programming being played on the air worldwide So we appreciate the help, and we turn to you this morning to discuss tonight's annual concert. Please tell us something about the Atit Society that is uh, part of this uh, program tonight.
7: Sure. Uh, The Etid Society is a philanthropic society that was founded almost 25 years ago. It was founded as a way to bridge the gap between um, tuition and all the other expenses um, that are required at an Orthodox Jewish day school. Um, it started as a small group of two dozen people that came together um, to highlight their society with a concert in someone's living room. And now it's grown to our auditorium where we attract you know, close to 600 people every year for this annual event. So this year, for our annual event for the Atit Society, we are um, welcoming Shai Gopso. He's an Israeli music sensation. It's um, a member of the Atit Society as well as the general public. It's
1: open to, and it's this evening. You now, Shai is uh, internationally known now. He was, uh, I guess, he was found on the Israeli equivalent. People say it's the Israeli equivalent of American Idol. Yes, um,
7: it's called Kochav Nolad, right, a kohav, star is born. Star,
1: right, exactly, which really means a star is born. It sounds nicer than American Idol. You
7: know?
1: <laughs> and, and as Nacho mentioned uh, last week, it sounds better than saying Israeli Idol. Those, those two terms don't exactly... <laughs> go well together, but he has become an international sensation, and we'll hear his music in a few minutes. Uh, and he's One of the amazing joining. things
7: about him, which we don't find on American Idol in, um, in America, is that he is an observant Jew, so that's definitely something that it found on Israeli American Idol and not in America. Right,
1: that's- right, absolutely. <laughs> Although we did have someone on one of those shows uh, this year uh, in America, on, on one of the other programs, who is uh, an observant Jewish young man.
7: Oh yes, I recall that.
1: Yeah, so uh, you yeah, know, it's it's become a thing. He's uh, he's he started it. He's bro- broken out with that. Uh, and I, will he be doing a a mix of uh, Israeli and uh, Jewish yes, tunes? Yes, he'll be doing a
7: mix of his own music. He has um, three albums: um, some contemporary Israeli music, some Israeli classics, and some contemporary American music as well. It's it's really going to be an enjoyable evening.
1: One of the uh, the songs that he recorded was. Uh, A, a, uh, well, he he actually the song was El Hatzipor, which -hmm. was written by Chaim Nachman Bialik back in 1891. Mm -hmm. That's
7: actually a part of Pioneers for a Cure. Um, It's a a charity that raises money. The proceeds raise money for cancer.
3: Right. And
7: he has recorded that song, like you said, it's a an early pioneer song by Chaim Nachman Bialik, and the proceeds from his song benefits Rambam Hospital's Children's Cancer Department
1: right now getting back to the Atit society and the, uh, and the tuition the topic of of tuition in, uh, in in Jewish day schools today is a hot topic mm-hmm. and uh, one that is not uh, easily easily solved uh mm-hmm. the costs are are tremendous i think what most people may not realize uh is that although people who send and commit and send their children to a uh, private Jewish school uh are Getting the wonderful education, of course, but the costs are probably in line, although it might be a bit more, but probably in line with um, what it would cost them if they had to pay for education in other uh, in other schools. But we don't want to send our children to other schools. We want them to get a good Jewish education and a solid secular education. Also, uh, the costs are not necessarily outrageous. In terms of the cost of teaching a child, absolutely, but they're huge in terms of what we have to pay.
7: Absolutely, and that was like I said in the beginning. You know, one of the reasons that this um, a society was founded. You know, I think tuition probably only co- covers about sixty to seventy percent of the expenses of educating a Jewish child at a non-Orthodox day school. So there is a large gap, and you know, I think that's something that you know doesn't necessarily always get out there, and the expense of Educating our children, our Jewish children, is really it's it's of prime importance to us. And you know, obviously, we, we do what we can for parents in terms of tuition.
1: Right. And today's concert is, uh, I, I would guess, one of the major fundraisers uh, mm-hmm. of the year. Do you have other fundraisers during the course of the year?
7: Um, we have some that are more minor. We obviously have our annual dinner. Um, we have walkathons, and you know, we have other minor fundraisers. But this is for sure. Um, the highlight, it's highlight of our social calendar, it's mm-hmm. highlight of of many calendars for us. Yeah, those and it, who- there's a deluxe dessert after, and it's really a, a beautiful evening. It's um, it's in our beautiful auditorium at JKHA. Um, he'll be performing afterwards. It's really an elaborate dessert reception for all people who attend the concert.
1: Will there be an opportunity to meet with him afterwards? Will he be yes. sticking he'll around? Be
7: mingling. He'll be mingling in the room afterwards. Yeah. That's takes... we're very excited about.
1: Excellent. It takes place at 7.30 tonight at mm-hmm. uh, the JKHA Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy, 110 South Orange Avenue in Livingston. What phone number? I assume there are tickets still available. Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe there aren't. There I are,
7: there are <laughs> tickets still available. Um, they can be purchased from the door, at the door. Okay. Um, you can also go onto our website at jkha.org backslash atid, A-T-I-D, um, for more information and to purchase tickets as well.
1: Excellent. So that is a, a wonderful program taking place this evening. Uh, in looking at the, uh, the stars that you've had in the past, uh, you know, he's uh, – He's up against a uh, quite a group there in the past.
7: Yes. yes, it's always, like I said, it's always a highlight of our year. It's, it's just a chance for our school community, the extended community, to come together, to celebrate the school, and to have you know an evening of entertainment.
1: Excellent. Again, tonight the uh, Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy, in conjunction with the Atit Society of the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy, presents Shai Gapso at its annual concert we look forward to hearing about it afterwards, letting us know how uh, it is. I, I've spoke to people over the weekend who are going to be attending. They look forward to it. And I thank you, Erica Rosenfeld, for joining us this morning and speaking about the event.
7: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. Here we go with uh, Shai Absa with Arim Roshi on JM Sunday.
6: and they are I'm <laughs> going been beats a vivo, me rapes, et o lamor, kshaho Chamar, get voice
1: from 8th day here on JM, Sunday, 8.31 in the morning. On a Sunday morning, I can't say it's bright because it's actually quite foggy outside and the uh, weather people tell us that there is a uh, blanket of fog in this entire area, in the New New Jersey New York area, and uh, it is going to be with us for a little while longer until it burns away. And there's a visibility down to as little as a quarter of a mile, so you have to be careful out there as you drive uh this morning and until that clears up. The uh the Brewer High School for Girls, a, a venerable institution in Elizabeth, New Jersey, is uh having an event tonight and it is in memory and honor and commemoration of Mrs. Chaya Newman Oliver Shalom Allah Shalom who passed away uh, just about two months ago. She was the principal for over forty years. At the Berea High School, and we are honored to have this morning with us Mrs. Shlomas Pikas joining us. Mrs. Pikas is the Associate Principal of the Berea High School for Girls, and more importantly for us today, the daughter of Mrs. Chaya Newman. Mrs. Pikas, good morning and welcome to JM Sunday. Good morning. I thank you for joining us this morning. I know that the uh, the nerves are still raw. It's just a couple of months since your mother passed away. It was quite a shock to the, to the world Jewish community when she passed away, and, uh, it was a shock to the thousands of students around the world. Tonight's event, as I said, is a commemoration of her life, and certainly a celebration of her life. Uh, I'd like to ask you straight off the bat, as it were. Uh, I remember Brewery, when I was growing up in, in Elizabeth, it was a small school, small class-sized school, and then it was transformed through your mother, to the world-renowned institution that it is today. When and how did that happen?
8: Uh, It was a process um, that really started even before she uh, accepted the job. During her interview, Rabbi Pinchas Taitz asked her if she would have a problem accepting girls who are not yet observant or who did not yet have a connection with their Jewish identity. And my mother's answer to him at that time was, what else are we establishing a school for if not to serve every single Jewish young woman? And uh, at the time, New Jersey was a very different place, and though a large number of the students were mitzvah observant when they came to Berea, that wasn't necessarily the case for all the students. Um, her goal was to, reach and, to teach and reach every single one of those students, and she did that by recognizing that each and every girl was an individual and each and every girl had a starting point. She never had a particular end point in mind. To this day, the hallmark of Berea is growth. Come in prepared to grow wherever you start from. There's no specific space that you have to reach, no specific level um, you need to get to. You just need to want to grow. And that's what made the difference. She was there for every student. She managed to tailor the program to each and every student. And I'm not talking about academics. Any school can do that. But to understand the needs of the girls and uh, to reach them often through not your typical traditional, just frontal educational teaching system. And she was super successful, and within a matter of years, the school population had doubled, and then the school population trebled, and it continued to grow.
1: I want to read some quotes. I'm sure you've seen these. When when your mother passed away, uh, there were different outlets for people to just come out and say what they wanted to say, and uh, just some of them. For instance, I want to thank you for giving my daughters an unbelievable high school experience, um, her devotion and love to all was unreal. She was literally a mother to so many girls. And uh, piggybacking on what you just said, this quote, she was a wonderful woman and a superb role model. I was fortunate to be one of her students. She changed my life and therefore j- those of my children. I came from a non-observant home and she inspired me to become observant. I'll always remember being a guest for Shabbos in her home. I am forever grateful to her and her family. Now, you're her daughter. You grew up in this. How did you feel when you saw what was happening uh, and and the the mentoring that you gave to all these students? I'm sure you saw plenty of people come through your home uh, as you were growing up with her.
8: Uh, We grew up in a home where it was perfectly normal for someone to come and just stay for a while. It wasn't just Berea students. Uh, My brothers and I all over the course of the years had friends who just needed a safe, um, secure place to stay for a night, for Shabbos, sometimes for a week. Um, while things straightened out at home someone to listen my mother was a wonderful listener uh... no matter how busy her day was when she came through that door and gave you your few minutes of attention you know that night before she got on with supper preparations or homework or bath or bedtime you knew she was listening and there was nothing more important in the world than what you had to tell her and i believe every student every teacher every parent often felt that from her she wasn't a distracted listener she focused in on what you had to say my mother was often quoted as saying and I can hear it resounding so many times they won't care how much they know until they know how much we care and that was uh she repeated that to her teachers so often i probably many of them could could dream that or, or sing that um and that that was number 1 that made a tremendous difference that the kids that all of us really knew just how much she cared she also felt that uh habanos educating girls was the most important task anybody um, could do, and she used to say, You teach a boy and you've taught a man, you teach a girl and you've taught a family and she knew that the continuity of Claudia Sorrell really depended on reaching um, every single girl and connecting her to her Judaism and uh, just giving her a springboard from which to fly
1: the no thing can't right right that's what that's what Maybe you said won't,
3: but no such
1: thing is can't. i I just have to check off here on my list of things to mention that, that quote you just said about caring how much they know until they know how much you care i was. Speaking to Rabbi Chaim Hagler last night, who is one of the assistant principals over there at Breweria and uh, he told me that quote, and I was going to mention it. So let me just uh, okay, we took care okay. of that one. Uh, now jumping to the administrative side. Now you're you're the associate principal. The the administrative uh, setup at the breweria is Rabbi Joe Waratz, who's the principal of uh, of the school. I know he's been associated with uh, the JEC system, with Brewer for many years, and with Elizabeth for many years. Uh, you're the associate principal in charge of general studies and many other things that you do. You have two assistant principals, Mrs. Sherry Krupka and Rabbi Chaim Hagler. What uh, What did your mother tell you about working together with a an administrative team, blending together, and uh, yet at the same time, as you said, she did being out there for everybody and uh, responding to everybody and being able to listen to everybody.
8: My mother was unique in that she um, enjoyed the success of others. Um, Teachers have commented that she never seemed to, it's a funny word to use for administrator, but she never resented the fact that many of her teachers had sometimes an even closer connection to a particular student than she did. If it was good for the student, then it was good for her, and she took such tremendous pride in the accomplishments of her staff over the years uh, we lost count at about fourteen different Berea faculty who went on to become principals or assistant principals of their own school not wow. including those that came up through the ranks of her institution and state in Burea. i'm talking about those who left Berea. Uh, that's an amazing number uh, for the 37 years that she worked at Buriya.
1: Absolutely. And uh, uh, afterwards, she was also a part of the uh, Torah Masores. I think she was director, if I'm correct, of the National uh, Conference on Yeshiva Principles for Women. Is that uh, that's
8: correct? Right? That was uh, in, an arm of, an, of a long-existing organization that was uh, developed, and it was a tailor-made uh, position for her when she left Buriya. Uh, through the NYCP she had the opportunity to travel all over the country. Uh, She would troubleshoot for schools that were struggling. She would give teachers, principals the amount of time they needed, spending time in the classroom, meeting with parents, hours and hours with the administration of the school, um, to either capitalize on what was working well and make sure that that as a school philosophy came through loud and clear, or for schools that were struggling, help them identify areas of concern and then set up um, some you know, plans for the future in terms of how to uh, improve in that respect. She also created a, uh, an incredible number of new programs, the likes of which Tamara had never seen. Um, just one of her uh, most recent projects was something called Share and Share. Every month, a group of teachers at a particular grade level, uh, sometimes it was an individual grade. They just recently had a fifth grade teacher's conference would come for lunch it would be the period before lunch the period after lunch so the teachers would have to be given a bit of time off and they would contribute some of their own uh... time to meet on a particular topic say their how to make it more meaningful to the students or um teaching Dok hebrew grammar um, and they would have a speaker but most importantly they would then have a chance to network and after a networking lunch they would come together for a wrap-up session with ideas for applying new things that they had learned that was new, exciting. Teachers love speaking with other teachers. Um, she also was the head of the um, principal's fellowship, which is an offshoot of actually it's run by the HDS program of Termasora to train um, administrators as well as future administrators um, in the art of uh, being a you know a principal or a school leader. And um, it's a two-year program. This the third cohort just started uh, this October with another 23 women who will gain from weeks and weeks and weeks of wonderful speakers and teachers, and all this was a, you know, program that my mother, she didn't didn't innovate that, but she certainly brought it to a new level, and uh, she had it in place already for a good part of this year. And had selected the members of this year's cohort. Amazing, so it's
3: still Yeah,
1: amazing work that uh, that your mother did. Tonight's program is taking place at 7:30. It's at the Breweria High School campus, 35 North Avenue in Elizabeth. The uh, program includes uh, speakers, uh, esteemed Rabunim family members. I assume you're going to be speaking also, of course, as a family member, a fellow educators and alumni. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be a live Israel hookup, but from what I understand, and speaking to Adina Abramov, who uh, I believe, if I have her title correct, she's the new chief marketing officer for the JEC uh, organization. Uh, there's actually going to be a live stream on the brewery website, uh, so that anyone anywhere can watch this. Uh, this program is open to members of the public, men, women. Free of charge, there'll be some refreshments, but if you go to, if you're not able to make it, if you're not in the area, you can go to breweria.thejec.org, and uh, there is a uh, spot on there where it uh, shows the, the box for the commemoration tonight, and uh, right under it is the live stream hookup, which will begin at 7.30. Uh, one of the other quotes that I saw here, uh, were it not for Mrs. Newman's patience with me, I wouldn't be the wife and mother I am today. And uh, you spoke about the number of principals who graduated through the system. Here a person says, I'm a principal who recommended my students to her school. So that's a, you can't get a, a better um, compliment circle. than that. Our friends at the Jewish Press had a wonderful insert this week in the magazine. Uh, the, the magazine is part of the Weekly Jewish Press, and there was a front page. It shows a wonderful picture of your mother and of Bruria, Uh and... The title is from the voice of her students in memory of Mrs. Chaya Newman. A number of students from uh, various grades, uh, some going back uh, alumni as far back as 1975, uh, and up to uh, somebody from the brewery class of 2013, wrote wonderful things about your mother. And I certainly encourage everybody to pick up a copy of the paper and look at what's there because you will get a, uh, a yet another perspective of mrs newman's life and all that she did for brewery and for jewish education if uh, if you had to think of of something uh, in terms of her legacy as you are in the school now when you're walking through the halls uh what comes to mind what do you think about sometimes uh as you're walking through the halls you know something like oh my mother would have loved this or this is because of my mother or something like that i
8: walking through the halls with doors open and listening to classes and the passion of teachers who are reaching students and the excitement of students who are responding or wandering into the Berea ballroom where you can always find a teacher and a student talking or moving on uh, to the lunchroom or uh, a corner somewhere where girls are practicing for some performance or production or presentation that's going on, the energy, the life that continues to be Berea, you hear her, you hear her footsteps, you hear her laugh um... you hear her good morning and you always 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 see her smile um... her girls could you know they they might occasionally make poor choices but every single girl was special and every single girl had potential and every single girl knew that she was loved without reservation without uh... any strings attached all she wanted them to do was to go forward and to be successful.
1: And it didn't just end there, because after graduation, as was mentioned, she kept up with the, so many of the students. Uh, she,
8: was, she was one of the first, I think she was the first principal who used to visit her seniors in Israel in what she considered the fifth year of Berea, right. the year in seminary in Israel. And she would go to make sure that the girls had you know, settled in well, that they had made good, you know, good selection of a seminary. And she visited each school and met with each girl individually.
1: And that, that is being... Well. Uh, it's I'm sorry. Every,
8: it's, Rabbi Oritz just came back from his here, exactly. and many other schools have followed suit.
1: All right, excellent. Rabbi Elizabeth Mayor will be one of the speakers tonight. I understand. Yes. And uh, certainly speaking about the great decision that his father made many years ago in bringing your mom, Mrs. Newman, to uh, breweria. It is uh, you know we think of the world community, uh, those that that were affected by her during her lifetime, those who were affected. Uh, by her loss and uh, certainly though there's a family and it includes you uh, you have a brother Eliyahu a brother Yehuda and a brother Yaakov and a brother David and, a brother David, and your father Dr. Victor Newman so it is a, certainly a family, and a, a smaller area, and a literally a worldwide family of thousands. And if you if you figure uh, the, uh, the the children of uh, students, and and at this point certainly grandchildren, you're talking about in the multiple thousands of people directly affected by your mother uh, as they went through the school system and beyond. Mrs. Shlomis Pikes, thank you so much. It's been an honor for you to join us this morning. Uh, we uh, we certainly wish you, you know, we express our condolences again, and uh, your your mother's name will continue to live on. Good. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us this morning. On JM Sunday, the program again is uh, this evening at 730 at Brewery High School for Girls, 35 North Avenue in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Men and women are invited. If you're not able to be there in person, you can go to org and, uh, you can uh, watch the the uh, program on a live stream hookup. Uh, Dina Abramov had mentioned that it's also a great time for alumni to connect tonight because a lot of alumni will be there, and uh, there'll be an alumni table uh, for people coming as they come in. They'll get some name tags, and uh, they'll be able to put on the, the tag of you know, who they are, their name, the year they graduated, uh, and it certainly will be a uh, a wonderful event. It is 8.40 in the morning. Thank you all for joining us this morning on J.M. Sunday. We're going to go back to some music. Here is uh, Moda Ani by Pardes on J.M. Sunday.
6: ¡Motea ni
1: You thank you Shleimi Dax Kaylee from Hashem Echod, his album there before that Moda Ani by Pardes and uh, Mazlatov, All You Got is the name of the album and uh, that was from Eighth Day. A couple of minutes before the end of the show here on JM Sunday it's 8:56 uh, in the morning. Mata Swine guest with you. Thank you to my guests this morning Conal Levy Julian who spoke about the news in Israel right now. Uh, Erica Rosenfeld discussed the uh, Shai Gapso concert happening tonight at the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy in Livingston, New Jersey. There are still tickets available. Go to the website, and uh, you can get tickets there or at the door. And, of course, uh, to Mrs. Shlomo Spikas for joining us this morning, the Associate Principal of Baruria High School in Elizabeth, also the daughter of Mrs. Chaya Numenola Shalom, who was the principal for over 40 years at the Baruria High School. There will be the program this evening. And It is for the community at large, for alumni, for friends, for anybody who wishes to attend. It's uh, free of charge. It is open to the public. It is at 7.30 tonight at Brewery High School Campus, 35 North Avenue in Elizabeth, New Jersey. If you're not able to attend, if you're somewhere else around the world, but want to participate, you can go to the Brewery website at brewery.thejec.org, and... uh, there will be a live stream beginning at seven thirty. Next week is Hanukkah. next mozi Shabbos, next Saturday night is the first candlelight of Hanukkah. We're gonna have two jm Sunday programs uh, on uh, during during Hanukkah, so we're gonna have some great programming there and uh, a lot of music. We'll see what else we come up with. We'll have to talk to the uh, to the to the various uh, people on the uh, network and see what we can come up with. so keep it tuned. Uh, Make sure that you like us on the Facebook page, JM Sunday on Facebook. We want to uh, blow past 75 this week as we climb the ladder and uh, get more likes and more people listening. I thank all of those who have communicated with us this morning. And we appreciate that all day long is the stream starting at 9 a.m. with the the Book of Life, Charlie Harari encore presentations of this past week. I had occasion to speak to Gorf the other day. He did the stunt show with a great panel. Those of you who like science fiction, those of you who like religion, <laughs> put them together and you get a discussion of uh, religion in science fiction. And uh, he and I had a great conversation after the uh, after the show. We we're talking about some some different things uh, that I'll uh, I'll mention. Uh, next week is something that's uh, happening today, and uh, I'll tell you about that next week, but I wanted to share that with him, uh, so uh, I'll let you know who I'm uh, who we're going to go see today, and I'll tell you about that next week. But if you uh, have a chance, listen to his show at 10 a.m., The Stunt Show, featuring Gorf uh, with his panel of... Uh, ...of people talking about science fiction and religion after that. Saturday Night Siegel encore presentation of a great show done by Executive Assistant Avrami last night. 1 p.m. That's Life with Mary Mel Wallach. 2 p.m. Something to Talk About with Randy Wortelski, and uh, the Jewish Reaction at 3. The Z Report, which normally airs live on Wednesdays at 12 noon... It'll be a repeat at 4 p.m. today, the spin class with Michael Fragan at 6, a repeat of today's J.M. Sunday at midnight and back to work, back to school with Nahum Siegel tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on J.M. and the A.M., followed by the uh, the second show of the Israel, Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten happening on the stream at 9 p.m. tomorrow morning after J.M. and the A.M. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week here on J.M. Sunday.